Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, the splendid Bohemians are back one more time. You know what I'm thinking about, Bill? I'm thinking mm. about thinking about the mother-in-laws I've had. You know, I've been married for I've been married four times. You know, Fed you've mother, had a few mother-in-laws. Fed some mother-in-laws. So there's a record that uh, always uh, stuck with me, and uh, record was called Mother-in-Law. And if you remember, well, no question, it was uh, the number one hit in 1961. Sure was. A gentleman named Ernie K. Doe, and who, that's who we're going to talk about, and his songs uh, on this episode of Put on a Stack of 45s. This is where we dedicate an episode to a platter that uh, will spin eternally. Now, Ernie's. But for some reason, we're not. We're not uh, focusing on mother-in-law. No, we're not. We're focusing on beating like a tom-tom, which was a year later in 1962. And what I want to know is why aren't we doing mother-in-law? Why are we doing beating like a tom-tom? This is an excellent question, Bill. This is a perfect, perfect question. So what we're going to do is this. We're going to explain the career a bit of the very eccentric, very alcoholic Ernie K. Doe, and why I feel that that one song that he is known for internationally does not represent what is truly the New Orleans legend of Ernie K. Doe. Well, I I can see that point. One of the attractive factoids about mother-in-law that it was written and produced by Alan Toussaint. That is correct. That is correct. And, then, and, and what I learned in my, I had never even heard of Ernie Cato. You, you're throwing fastballs at me, and I, <laughs> I'm not trying to keep up. So, But I love Ernie Cato. And this is true New Orleans sound. Yes, it is. And the fact that he, the fact that he was a protege of Alan Toussaint is, uh, you know, grade A credential, top of the heap. Uh, the the records were on the minute label. Yeah, I mean, there's a New Orleans, um, there's a grand history that comes out of New Orleans. So if you, if you take the legacy of Professor Longhair... The latter, with more modernized sounds uh, coming from Alan Toussaint, Fats Domino, of course, Clarence the Frogman Henry, I don't know why I love you, but I do, Irma Thomas, and I think she's a singular, uh, well, she's a singular vocalist for me for a number of reasons. Yeah, now Irma Thomas was also on the Minute label, as was Aaron Neville. Aaron Neville, Benny Spellman, Fortune Teller, which was another popular New Orleans recording. Um, 
And then we get into the Dr. John period, where Dr. John revived our knowledge of all of this information about uh, New Orleans. Now, Ernie Cador was born, was born Ernest Cador, Jr., and... Uh, 1933. 1933. I think what became his newfound uh, interest was when Warren Zevon recorded A Certain Girl. Well, there's a certain girl I've been in love with a long, long time. What's her name? I can't tell you how. I can't. Which was well, you know, uh, I lo- oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, which was popularized, uh, which was a popular record for Ernie K. Doe, but certainly did not achieve the, uh, the the impact that Warren's version had. Right. Um, yeah. When you talk about keeping him alive, you uh, I want you to talk about his wife Antoinette because uh, that story is amazing. Well, they have this... Because he was down out. He was living on the streets. Yeah, he was living on the streets. You know, in the 80s. And uh, she she revised his career, created the uh, Mother-in-Law Lounge, which unfortunately was damaged in Katrina in 2005, and then she reopened it in 2006. But she, like, she created this incredible new persona for Ernie Cato with the capes and the satin suits and the, you know, he was a character. Well, he was considered eccentric and she played upon that eccentricity uh, to his benefit and not to his benefit because of the bombast that Ernie uh, was determined to make his calling card. Uh, She even put him up for mayor of New Orleans five years after his death. And yeah. there was money in marketing of T-shirts, et cetera, et cetera, from that, uh, from that stunt. And uh, it's it, good to have a wife like that. It's good to, <laughs> it's good to have a <laughs> wife like that. Uh, she, she was certainly on his side. And uh, she also created a mannequin of him after he died. And she set it up in the mother-in-law lounge where people could have their picture taken yes. with the Ernie K. Doe mannequin. She was nothing if not uh, entrepreneurial. In underst- yeah, I love that. Yeah, in understanding the, uh, the importance of Ernie K. Doe during that, that period. Now, the reason, beating like a tom-tom. Yeah, tell me. Beating like a tom-tom. Because I could not find any documentation about that record it did not chart nobody it it was complete completely off the radar well i've got the 45 rpm to prove that it was available it might have been available only at lee's record shop in jamaica queens and i had to take the seven train train get off roosevelt avenue and then you're dealing in another neighborhood that parents didn't like their kids going to but that was the record store of note for me um, yeah. It's the only place that that had uh, the the black music and R and B music and uh, the legends that uh, uh, boy they were legendary in my mind even as a sixteen seventeen year old. But Willie Deville released an album 
called Victory Mixture. And on Victory Mixture, he did a version of Beating Like a Tom Tom. And I'm turning all in my sleep. Listen to me. All through the night, my man, my love. All I do is we listen to the beating, the beating of my own. Beating like a tune tune. Cause I had you on my mind. all came back to me as to why this is such a great simple song because it character it's a great it's a great song i love the simple arrangement of the piano bass and drums i mean it's very and it's clever it uses that diminished chord where he says listen to the beating uh it's it's a compelling record yeah it is a compelling record and um uh, it's it's raw and it's got that pop R&B New Orleans feel all combined. And I think it's one of the ignored, uh, it's one of the ignored gems of, uh, of Ernie's career. So I think from time to time, what's good is to identify an artist who is known for one record and many figure him to be a one hit wonder, um, there's a story about he was so obsessed with the song he performed at a benefit and did it seven times. But Beating like a Tom Tom? No, mother in law. Oh mother in law. Yeah. Oh yeah, mother in law. That was his ticket. That was that was the ticket. So Victory Mixture was a Willie Deville uh release that focused on New Orleans music because Willie was working primarily out of New Orleans at the time. And he but did, you knew the song before that. I knew the song before that. But I loved his version. He turned the echo up all the way and just had a ball with it and does an extended riff at the end. Uh, and when you hear Beating Like a Tom Tom, as you guys will now hear, you can see where Willie got entranced. I'm tossing and I'm turning All in my sleep Listen to me All through the night, my, my, my love All I do is weep Listen to the beating The beating of my heart Beating like a dumb dumb Cause I had you on my mind And you won't call And that's why I believe I must believe I'm suffering through it all Listen to the beating The beating of my heart Beating like a dumb thumb Cause I had you on my mind Sometimes I get worried over you And don't know just what to do 
simply cause I, I know Love you I'm tossing and I'm turning All in my sleep And all through the night My, my, my love All I can do is weep Listen to the beating The beating of my heart Beating like a dum dum Cause I had you on my mind I believe I believe It's not what you do It's not what you say The way that you feel The way that you feel sometimes The time and the place So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of artists from Warren Zevon to uh, Willie DeVille that had spoken about Ernie K. Doe for a very long time. And though his career was marred by the continuance of alcoholism and it eventually killed him, uh, this one record, and for those who care to investigate, uh, there's a great compilation called Burn Kado Burn. And there's like 28 tracks, including the original version of Mother-in-Law, which is twice as fast. Twice and- as fast. And, uh, and the story is that Alan Toussaint said, this isn't working. He threw it in the trash. And the, um, the backup singer, one of the backup singers, uh, said, uh, hey, man, give it one more try. Give it one more try. Exactly. And I'm sure... Uh, I wonder if he got any uh, residuals for that. I don't know if he got any residuals for it, but now I'm thinking to myself, what we have actually done here is created a twofer, because there's no way of getting out of this episode without playing Mother-in-Law. Mother-in-Law.
All right, Ernie K. Doe, mother-in-law beating like a tom-tom, a certain, uh, a certain girl. Uh, you know, there are some artists that are just hard to stick to the one uh, to, to the one idea that put on a stack of 45s is devoted to. So this is the first time we have veered, and this was not intended. We have we veered, but there was no way we could not veer. And I think it's I, you can't ignore mother-in-law. You cannot you cannot ignore mother. And believe me, Bill, I know you can't ignore your mother-in-law. Believe me, I know this. Yeah. And let that be a lesson to every other splendid bohemian or wannabe splendid bohemian. This has been put on a stack of 45s. Bill the Mesmesnik, Rich Buckland, and we will be back with another episode very shortly. So uh, you guys, stay safe. We love you. Thank you for listening. Take care, folks.